Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, welcome. one 405 That is toll free to our dream team who's... Mostly in good health, except for <laughs> poor Alan, who's got what, what we had last week. Yep, and it's making the rounds. That's what happens in the radio business is eventually someone who's in the same studio as you gets what you have. Except mm-hmm. we notice, of course, Joy. Joy, you're healthy because you're joining us on Skype today. And I am. You, you're not exposed to the germs that we have here in the studio. Alan, would you like uh, some chicken soup? Can oh. Joy talk to germs? Can she talk to germs? Because you know, I was told that germs would never want to live inside of me. That's what I was told. Well, they've taken on a whole new plan about that, though, Alan. Yeah, they must be scraping yeah. the bottom. You know, speaking of that, I don't think a lot of people know that their pets can actually transmit germs. So. Really? I, yeah, especially strep. Um, I knew someone that um, that got strep from their dog that passed it on from um, from another family member, and the dog can carry it. I don't. They don't think that they get it, but they can carry it and give wow. it to you. Wow! How I do you know, know if that. you have strep? That's my biggest fear. I never know, like if my throat hurts. It's like little strep. white spots. You on look, your yeah, back open of your, your mouth and look in the mirror, and you'll look see at a little punching bag, and if you see like white dots white around there, speckles. Yeah, you might want to white speckles. Does it feel a certain way? What should I be looking feeling for? It's just sore throat. Come here, Judy, look down here. Look down here. Oh, oh my God. gosh! Close that up. Close that up. Close that up, man. Oh. Hey, I see your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, go use the mirror. Get the lights all, please. Yeah. Thank you. We're off target here. Well, Big yeah. show. This is uh, this is of course Animal Radio, which is hard to tell. Uh, John Katz will be joining us. Famous author John Katz. And he you has know another what? book out. And it's it's, it's interesting. It's I'm stuttering. It's interesting. <laughs> he has uh, he's been a big best selling author. He's made a lot of money in the in the animal industry. I figured he was on top of the world, but apparently, a few years ago, he got divorced and got into all kinds of financial trouble. And of course, a dog came to his rescue. And uh, he'll tell that story as he does in the book. Mm-hmm. Also on the show today. Now, we're, is this a celebrity? Killed his wife. That, well, that's what happened. The dog killed his wife, and he got out of everything. So no. he didn't have to pay restitution. Wow, man. Isn't that wild how a dog came to his rescue? It's no surprise to me. Celebrity photographer, pet photographer, or just photographer? Just a f- photographer. Mike Ruiz will also be joining us on the show today. He's got an event that's coming up. Let him tell us. Also from NBC News San Francisco, our good friend Elise Kirchner will be joining us. And Dr. Marty Becker back. He's talking about dogs that uh, suffer certain ailments in silence. Okay. So you don't know. Don't know that they're ill. That huh? they're ill. Yep. Stace, what are you working on? Well, it looks like scientists in Argentina have found something to do with cows that we can make useful besides just milk. You can actually power your car with some of the stuff that comes from cows. I'll tell you what it is coming up. If I could only do this with my dog, I'd be really rich. I'll give you the details on Animal Radio News. I was going to say, what do they do? Leash up old Betsy? Well, well the methane. I'm going to guess. I'm ah. going to guess it's manure. Yes. I mean, if they can make bombs out of manure, they can make a car run. That yeah. stuff is powerful stuff. Let's face it. That's powerful stuff. Let's hit the phones. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Hey, pretty good. How you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, actually, Mount Pleasant, uh, Iowa. I'm just pulling into a Walmart distribution center. I'm a truck driver, so... <laughs> we love ourselves well, some OTR. What's going on with your animal? Oh, she's 13 years old, very vibrant still. Uh, she's a large border collie, uh, kind of big bones uh, for a border collie. She um, has hip problems right now, and I'm kind of worried and wondering what I can do to help her. 
Okay. Now, you're saying she's big bones, so is that a nice way of saying she's overweight? Well, no, no, no. She's, uh, you know, for a Border Collie, her prime weight when she was young, or she came off a cattle farm in Texas, is mm-hmm. 60 pounds. For a female, that's large for a Border Collie. The males generally ran around 70 pounds. Okay. I'm just not giving you grief here, Keith, but, you know, definitely weight management is the number one thing that the head owners can do that you can control to make sure your pets are um, having the best mobility they can. So if she's in good weight, perfect. But if, if, you know, for for other dogs that might not be in good weight, before I go to drugs and medicines, I'm going to really push to get weight loss because that's that's the number one thing. Um, So, you know, are you currently using any remedies, any supplements, anything for her at this time? You know, I mean, I threw the glucosamine stuff at her. I was just more wondering, like, uh, do they have... Because she's 13, uh, she was a Frisbee dog all her life, jumping up and mm-hmm. down. And, you know, I mean, at 7, the, the doc told me that she was going to have hip problems. And I'm just wondering if there's any... She's having a real hard time getting up and down all the time now. Uh-huh. If there's yeah. anything I can do to alleviate the pain. The weight is oh, under sure. control, but she's still in pain. Okay. I can tell, you know. Yeah, and in, in, in her age group, I'll tell you, I have a 13-and-a-half-year-old lab, and I'm going through the same thing. And it depends a bit on the degree of discomfort that we're having. If we're getting slow getting up and down, um, there's a little bit more effort to her movements. It, dogs aren't going to cry, so I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the slow, um, purposeful movements that they do. And, and if we're seeing that, then I may just add in one medication. I may try something as simple as a joint support with a pain medicine my own dog i'll tell you right now i have her on five different things um, because we're, we're losing function we're, we're losing the benefit of these different medicines so we'll need to find a spot for your dog somewhere within that I, i'm assuming um, so a joint support absolutely put her on a glucosamine product um, and even beyond that there's hyaluronic acid supplements that can be given in the injection form or even in the liquid form um, there's one called lubricin that we talk about on the show quite a bit so that can help. It's a low-level thing, so it's not going to help that pet that has really horrible arthritic hips and be the only thing that's going to f- fix that. So we're going to add in other things. My own dog, I have on Tramadol, which is an opioid-like pain medicine, which is very nice because it has low side effects and it's tolerated really well. Um, and then I'll, I added in a non-steroidal pain reliever for my dog, and there's many out there. You'll need to talk to your vet about this. Make sure that you know she's um, healthy, she's got recent lab work. But a non-steroidal pain reliever is really important for a dog that's got a lot of um, arthritic problems, a lot of joint discomfort. There's only so far that supplements will go for those babies, and, and that's where my, my doggy's at. Um, and then beyond that, I'll even add in, um, there's a medicine called gabapentin. And I just recently added that to my dog's regimen. And it's really helped her quite a bit. Um, you know, but that's where we kind of build upon this. And it's what we call multimodal pain management. So one medicine doesn't stop pain enough um, in many older pets. So we have to kind of dabble in different pathways to try to uh, relieve their discomfort and, and to help them move in. So if, if you're new to starting something with her, I'm not advocating trying five things like my dog, um, but I would definitely see about getting into something that's maybe well-tolerated like tramadol or gabapentin and then see about a, a non-steroidal with your vet. Do they make a, like a cortisone injections when it gets, you know, I mean, down the road? I mean, yeah. eventually quality of life is going to come down to where she will have to be put down to understand that. But, I mean, she's just so full of life. You know, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening in the next five years. 
Yeah, I right. know. It, it, exactly. I'm going through the exact same things. You know, the, the tails wagon, the jumping and the running for balls is still going on. So, um, for cortisone injections, they're really not the best thing when we're talking about managing pain. We can, if there's a particular joint, we'll sometimes give it an intra-articular injection of cortisone, kind of like people. But um, if we're not doing those other steps that I've mentioned, that would be my first line therapy that I would try that. Now, I have looked into, and believe it or not, they actually do stem cell therapy um, for dogs with um, hip dysplasia and arthritis. So that's something, but it's, it's a little bit more of a surgical procedure and probably not you know, routine use for um, you know the average pet owner, um, but uh, and, and it sounds like your baby's probably not a strong candidate for some of the surgeries that we might get into, like a hip replacement um, or a um, another hip surgery called an FHO. Those are some very useful surgeries pet for pets that when we're trying to manage that hip dysplasia and they just can't control it with the um, medications alone. Um, but yeah, you'd have to weigh that when a 13-year-old doggy whether you want to get into the surgery. Well, I very much appreciate your, uh, I'll look into that intermodal pain management you were talking about and talk to my Absolutely. dad about that. I appreciate your input. Okay. Thanks for the call, Keith, and have a good one. one 405 Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Go on, sweetie. Jump to dad. I'm not sure, daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reaction as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. You think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Sam Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this test did is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, Save Responsibility. Phyto-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Phytofriendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Remember, there's more than one way to ask your questions of the Dream Team. You can download the Animal Radio app 
for iPhone or Android for your smartphone. Ask right from the app as well as listen to the show. Or you can call toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. And let's head to... Asilla? Is it Asilla? Asilla. Asilla. Where, where are you from, Asilla? I'm in Covina, California. Oh, okay. What's up? What's going on with your animal? I got the dream team here. Oh, am I on the radio? It's Dr. Debbie. You're just talking to me. We're just two friends having a conversation. Okay. Well, the reason that I called is that I don't have any pets right now. I used to have a little dog and a little cat, but um, I was kind of embarrassed. And But I called yesterday, and they told me it was okay to call. I'm, I've been distressed because I have little neighborhood cats coming to my house, and they come to the north, south, east, west, all the borders of my yard. And the dear little cats just look at me, and they poop, and they pee, and they do things. Ooh. And the thing poop and... They uh, um, have bowel movements. I'm a nurse, registered nurse. They have bowel movements and they urinate. And the thing is that it's causing me anxiety and distress because it's sure. a powerful smell and it comes into my entire house and you walk up to my house and I don't know what to do. And so I felt like, well, I'm not calling about like how to feed them or I just want to know this question. I didn't know if it was okay to ask this question on your show. Sure. Yeah. No. That's. I mean, it's a rational question because uh, you know not everybody shares the love of cats being outdoors. Well, now, well, do, you, I lo- do you? I love cats, dogs, horses. I love the reindeers. Question you had yesterday, but I just wanted to know since you're the expert, if there's something I can do that's kind and not cruel to help them kind of like realize that they shouldn't. But they're animals, you know. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody wants poop in there in the garden. So, so let me ask you this: You said you don't have cats. Do you have any pets? None at all. And have none, you ever? None. Now, I I used to have a little dog, and I used to have a little cat. But my cat Manu is in heaven. But I don't have any pets. I've had several dogs, and they kind of no longer here. Okay. Pitbull, Chow, and a little fluffy dog that was just a little cute fluffy dog. Okay. Well, and I think. I think the way that you're approaching this is very, very kind because definitely, you know, we, we love cats and I love cats all over the place, but I don't always want them urinating and defecating close to my living quarters. So I think that there are very good ways that we can do to keep these kitties away and to encourage them to go somewhere else to do their, to do their business. Now, one of the simplest things that I will use that's very natural is I'll start to uh, spritz um, uh, citrus oils or even just take um, lemon rinds, uh, orange rinds, and you can actually put those in the garden areas and okay. the corners of your house. Um, in general, my cooking, okay, lemon rinds and orange. Rinds. Yeah, so in general, citrus scents are offensive to cats, and they and they don't like to kind of hang out in those areas. So that's something you can do, and it's not going to harm them. Um, now, the other things, and depending on the weather, what you can um, arrange, there are some very good products that are motion-activated deterrents that are kind to the critters, but will help to keep... want to pierce their ears where it's piercing their eardrums. You know what I mean? Uh, n- not really the sound ones. Those don't really have much value. The things that will work are going to be more physical deterrents. So there's motion-activated uh, sprinklers that if it's not cold out, you can definitely use those where once they break the uh, the eye of the beam, the sprinkler goes off. And, you know, cats aren't really hip at getting squirted with water. So And that's the value is that once there's movement in the animals in the area, they get the negative aversion. So it's not something where, you know, I've had people say, oh, I'm going to have a squirt gun and squirt 
put those cats away. You just, it's not reasonable. You can't do that. Um, there also are the same type and variety of motion activated deterrents and they'll, they'll, um, express a, a, some of the canned air, some of that pss, pss kind of sound. And that works to deter cats as well. Um, so you just might need to go online or, or check out your, um, local pet store to see if they have those products, but they okay. can be helpful. Um, and then the other thing that, uh, you know, taking a hand from, um, folks that hunt is that you can get predator urine. So things like coyote urine or mountain lion urine, and you can get those extracts that, you know, they use for However, their hunting. Well, those- those also be like overwhelming and then defeat the purpose? Well, it depends on what overwhelming is. If it, if the presence right. of a little bit of it, um, helps so, to deter those so cats and if right. they're polluting One it more. It's like the whole house, my whole house smells and it's because it's everywhere. It's like, I don't know why oh. they decided to come here. Is there a reason why they decided to come here? Well, usually they'll, they'll either seek out, um, whether you, that's why I was asking if you had animals recently, because if there were no. cats in the home recently, that might still be no. an attraction. It seems like all um, the neighborhood cats like to come here because I see different colored ones. Yeah. And then <laughs> and they walk feeding... along the fence and they just look at me and they go like, okay, hello. <laughs> So you might just be in the hotbed of um, your neighbors, and that might be the other thing, is just to have a communication with your neighbors and, and let them know what's going on and that your concerns and, um, you know, that you recognize, you know, you don't want this in your yard and, and certainly the health implications if you're out gardening um, with fecal matter in your garden. Okay. I think these cats, it's, I think it's a conspiracy. I think these cats are trying to tell you you're a cat lady. I think, I think, I think they're trying to tell me something, honestly, because you know how they communicate? And all animals communicate. And I'm thinking, there must, maybe there's another message. Honest. There must be, other than then just going to the bathroom, there must be some other message. You think I'll, they want your house, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's another message. So after talking to you, now I really get it. Well, good. Thank you. Uh, hopefully that helps. And yes, it does help a lot. Tremendously. Well, and when you said the lemon rinds and the orange rinds, and then you said citrus oils. What did you mean by citrus oils? Because some things are poisonous. So what did you mean by citrus oils? Right. Well, you can just do something as simple as taking, um, you know, some lemon juice. Um, there are essential oils that you can use in diluted form, and you oh, can okay. use those as well. Um, right. So, yeah, th- those kind of things. Don't they also hate citronella oil? Yeah, and citronella's kind of got that kind of pungent odor. Um, you know, I will say that I, I, I probably haven't alone with citronella. I haven't had the most efficacy with that, and especially with dogs. I don't know about you, um, Alan, with citronella collars, if, if you've had folks use those, but I don't always find those to be a real great deterrent. Okay, well, I want to thank all of you, and I listen to your show, and I love it. Well, thank and you very I, much. We I, appreciate I it. Thank you for the love that you have for the animals. It is so fascinating, the variety of topics that come up on your show. We have a lot of fun. And it, yes. it takes listeners it like, like yours. It. It's contagious. It's fun. You can feel it over the air. <laughs> it, it is contagious. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to tell you about the new Dell Latitude <laughs> 6430 laptop computer, Asila. And it's, okay. and uh, you know what? You know, it's, they smell like pee. People are saying when Cat they open pee. them up, yes, they I smell like. That. Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, okay. I heard, and that struck a chord. I thought, oh. <laughs> hey, at least you don't have a I bunch of those. I on Friday. Yeah. Well, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good day, all you of you. Too. All right. Bye thank now. You. There you go. I wonder how many cats. I wonder how many cats are coming around. Though we never asked that question. How many? Just how many cats does she see every day? 
She's a cat lady in denial. I, I'm telling you, man, those cats want to live with her. They love her. They're, they're trying to profess their love to her, and they want her to understand that, yes, we want to be your kitties. That's what this is about. We're going to head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. Check out their brand new intro pack, just four ninety nine, and check out the flavors. Chewy's Chicken Dinner, Simply Venison, Stella's Super Beef, Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. StellaandChewy's.com is the website. That was the coolest call ever, man. Yeah. You like that, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. That lady, she wouldn't let you talk, though. She, just she was talking. funny, yeah. Yeah. She was really funny. I just want to know how many cats come around every day. Something tells me she's one of these kooky people that feeds them and then doesn't want them to come around. No, she said she wasn't feeding them, though. I don't know if that I w- That would be too easy if she was feeding them. I don't believe that lady. That lady's too nice. You know, she's too nice. I think she might have made the mistake once. And, and you know how like, cats will seek out people that don't really like the cat. You know, like if you have yes. people over and your cat sits on their lap and, and they, it yes. stares at them. They, there's something going on there. They know. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A man in South Carolina jumped on the back of a 10-foot alligator to save his girlfriend's dog as it was being dragged into a lake. Brent Carey was taking a walk with his girlfriend and her dog Chance when an alligator jumped out of the water and started to drag Chance into the lake. Carey jumped on the back of the alligator and frantically wrestled Chance out of his deadly jaws. Finally, the gator gave up the little dog who ran safely to shore. Jessica Turner, Chance's owner, said she can't close her eyes without seeing little Chance's head in the gator's mouth. The Department of Natural Resources sternly informed Carrie that he or anyone else should never jump on the back of a 10-foot alligator. Uh, just in case you were thinking of doing it. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Musicians, you know the best day to get deals on the gear you want is Black Friday. And guitar center stores are currently loading up in preparation. But there's no need to wait for the big day. We're kicking off the doorbusters early. It's Guitar Center's countdown to Black Friday. Now through Thanksgiving, score an insane in-store daily deal. As much as 80% off list on vocal mics, headphones, drumsticks, ukuleles, and more. Grab a daily doorbuster available from 10 to 1 in-store only. As Guitar Center counts down to Black Friday. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Come on, sweetie. Jump to dad. I'm not sure, daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. 
Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. The Food and Drug Administration has finally proposed some rules that would govern the production of pet food and farm and animal feed. This is the very first time the regulation would help prevent foodborne illnesses in both animals and people. And officials at the agency said as people can become pretty sick from handling contaminated animal food and also from touching pets that have eaten it. The proposal comes six years after the biggest pet food recall in history when a Chinese producer contaminated dog and cat food with melamine. That's a compound used in plastics, and it causes the deaths of animals all across the U.S. Plus, we've had all those problems with the jerky treats that have come from China. Argentine scientists think they found a way to transform the gas that's created by the bovine digestive system into fuel. Sounds funny, but it's true, an innovation that could curb greenhouse gases that cause global warming. They use a valve and pumps, and this experimental technique was developed by Argentina's National Institute of Agricultural Technology. They channeled the digestive gases from cow's stomach cavities through a tube in a tank. The gases, which otherwise are commonly known as uh, burps, or in Spanish, eruptos, you know what we call them in English. Anyway, um you know, pull my finger. They're a process to separate methane from other gases like carbon dioxide. Methane's the main component of natural gas used to fuel everything from cars to power plants. Dolphins are pretty smart and dogs, of course, are adorable. Elephants are powerful and rattlesnakes are frightening. Those are some of the findings of YouGov.com's first ever animal awards. Nearly a third of the respondents give dolphins a nod for brains. They consider them the most intelligent animal, but a large percent think that chimpanzees are the smartest. Dogs, of course, come in third. But dogs rank first for looks, most believing that our canine friends deserve the most cute title. Cats came in in the number two spot. Rabbits have a third place. Meanwhile, good chunk have no desire to encounter, guess what? A rattlesnake. That's been named the scariest animal. A British man says he got a quick yes when he proposed to his girlfriend via a dolphin. According to Orange News, Alex Rigby planned this romantic gesture when he and his now fiance Debbie Preston, were recently in Florida for a family wedding. Alex fulfilled one of Debbie's dreams by taking her swimming with dolphins, and then he made her even happier when he had one of the uh, marine animals swim toward her with a buoy that said, Debbie, will you marry me? However, the dolphin wasn't responsible for the engagement ring. Alex planted it back on the beach for Debbie to get when they returned to dry land. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterandSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. 
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number, 1-855-645-MYTV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. The numbers are toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian, dog trainer, Alan Cable, groomer, dog father, Joey Volani, and animal communicator, Joy Turner, all here for you. And don't forget, you can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download, and listen to the show anytime you want. Here's a strange story comes out of New York. You buy a Dell computer lately? One of the Dell Latitude 6430U laptops? No, I don't have one personally. I saw this story. This story's weird. (laughs) A noxious feline odor has some Dell customers up in arms. People who own the Dell Latitude 6430U laptops are complaining that their pricey new computers are emitting the smell of cat urine. Which is... Yeah, isn't that cool? What a cool feature. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. wonder if you had to pay extra for that. That's... uh, That's a horrible smell, by the way. Oh, no kidding. Cat urine is Well, only if you don't appreciate the finer things in life. Well, it turns out they responded. Dell says the strange scent is related to a manufacturing process, which the company has since fixed. There was a whole blog, and I was checking out the blog on this. People were, like, smelling different parts of their computer to try to figure out what part it was. Ew. Thought it was the mouse pad. Could be worse. You know, imagine if it was a car and, like, you got in. That new car smell. Yeah. That's a weird story. Isn't it? Well, they're not made in the country, right, Dell? Who knows where they're made? I don't even think they're yeah, made on the you. earth. This is the new feature. It's the new pee pad. I'll bet you, yes, I'll bet you money. How much you want to bet? That's good. Good at it. I'll, I'll bet you money that somebody actually took a leak on that thing, or actual cats took leaks on these things. I bet they did. I bet they got into like the computer, the warehouse, or something, and sprayed all the boxes. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll fix you, the medicants. Okay, we put cat... In um in workroom here. Yeah. What which Why what, they, what dialect was that? Just that was for curiosity. Indian. That was Indian. I just drew out an accent. That's all. Hey, did you guys see the story where they're using Britney Spears music to get rid of Somali pirates now because they can't stand it? So they play it through lo- huge speakers over the ocean. Well, they've done that in past wow. uh, conflicts. 
They've uh, used rock and roll, all kinds of heavy metal, and and now it's Britney Spears, huh? Yeah. That would do so it for me. Military should, instead of using bombs, it should be cat urine smell and Britney Spears music. You know, a oh bomb explodes God. and that comes out. Anyone would give up on that. Listen, coming up in just a couple of minutes, Joey Volani will have your tip for the week. This week, it's all about fleas. It seems like every week's about fleas because it's a noxious <laughs> flea season. season. It, it really is. No, you say Never that again. Say that again. You're downplaying. You're downplaying my um my my tip here. It's about flea bite dermatitis. Okay, that goes along with fleas. So we talk about one, we got to go into another. You know, there's different stages, Hal, of 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 things. I'm sorry if I didn't give your uh, your segment the uh, juice that it really needed. You know, I mean, right away, yeah. You know, it's another flea tip type thing. Didn't you get? The, didn't you pick up on that, there, Alan? Come on. Yes, I did. Yes, I did, Joseph. Thank you. Yes, and I am appalled and upset. Mm. I see. Yeah, me too. I'm. I'm very taken back. In just yes. a couple of minutes, we'll also have Elise Kirchner, investigative reporter for NBC San Francisco, joining us once again. Uh, this time, reporting on about a half a million marijuana plants that are killing animals. We're going to find out what that's all about in hmm. just a few minutes. Also, John Katz, author John Katz. Stace, what are you doing in there? Stamps are going up, and if you're thinking, mm, I don't know, I don't really want to mail out holiday cards this year, go the electronic route. There's a lot of different cards that you could do. I've got an app that you may want to download, even if you don't want to use it for a card. You can actually make your animals talk. It is so cute. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. She's really good. She comes up with good things. She really does. I was just going to say, Hal's very well prepared today. It's a, it's a unique day. Let's head to James. Where are you, James? Oh, I'm in uh, Moreland Hills, Ohio. You got a dog, a cat, iguana, fish? What's Who, who do you I share? I have a dog. It's a Rockwilder mix and stuff. She's about a year and a half old. We rescued him from the APL. And we're just having a problem. We've trained him with everything else. We're just having a problem with him urinating on furniture. Ooh. What do you think? That about? is a problem. That, that is, is a very really big problem. problem. <clears throat> well, do you know why dogs uh, pee on furniture, James? Do you have a Do you have an idea? I have no idea whatsoever. Well, most of the time, big dogs like Rottweilers, powerful dogs, and even small dogs that are not so powerful, they pee on furniture and they pee inside the house to mark the territory because they don't think that the humans are powerful enough to protect the territory. So the dog doesn't respect you usually. And the way to get a dog to respect you, you know what most people do, James? They give affection, 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 affection first. And when that you do that with a dog, what would you say, buddy? I said that would be my wife and daughter. Well, yeah, <laughs> see, when you do that, when you do and, and I'm, you don't have to be mean to a dog. It's not being oh, mean. Oh, not mean. <laughs> it's, well, what I'm saying to you, James, is that dogs need structure. Dogs okay. need firm leadership. They need, they need a confident, calm, powerful humans leading them. When you're talking about a Rottweiler, you're talking about a big working dog and a dog that is a very powerful dog and a dog that needs to be led. And if you don't lead a dog like that, they will take the leadership role. When they start peeing in the house, unless it's, you know, a long pee, which you should take the dog to the vet, make sure nothing's wrong. You know, they're doing a spritz here and there, the same places every day. What they're doing is they're marking their territory because they don't feel like you can protect the territory, like you can defend it. And the only way to change that is you've got to take the leadership role with the dog, and affection comes last. First comes discipline and structure, then comes affection. So you need to start taking your dog for walks on the leash, and you also need to correct your dog immediately when you see oh. him doing it. So you have yeah, to. Yeah, believe me, I do. That seems to be my wife and daughter with the affection. I am the stern one. And there well, are when you're when you're home, dog. when you're James, when you're home, does your dog mark when you're there? No. Okay. So it only happens when you're not there. Yes. 
Okay. Well, your wife and daughter have to be on the same page with you, or the problem will not go away. And the other okay. thing you have to do is you have to clean all the areas really good uh, with, a, with a, spe- a specific cleaner that takes the scent away because the dog will just keep remarking wherever the scent is. He'll just keep revisiting and remarking. Now, a good thing for your wife and daughter to do is to keep your dog confined to an area. Either it's the kitchen or it's a crate. You keep the dog confined until you're ready to observe him. Then you let him out. As soon as he makes his move to mark, your wife has to issue a stern correction Take him outside. When he starts peeing outside, you go, good dog, good boy, right. and you give him a treat. Right. So, so you wow. reward the behavior you want, and you, and you correct the behavior you don't want. Does that make okay. sense to you, buddy? Oh, it makes a great deal of sense. That's what I've been preaching to my wife and daughter for the longest. So believe well, me, I do have... understand. I've had four kids, so. Yeah, you do understand. You give you give affection when the dog is doing what you want, when the dog is calm, when the dog is just laying there. You never give okay. affection when the dog's excited, when the dog does something wrong, and you don't give attention. Okay. Like and a lot of people think when they yell at a dog, "Hey, what are you doing? What, what are you doing over there? Stop that!" They think that that is scolding a dog. Really, you're giving the dog attention because a dog doesn't distinguish between positive and negative attention. They just love attention. Period. So when they're okay. doing something you don't want, you have to correct them, but you don't give them attention. It's a quick movement. It's a jolt of the leash. It's a poke in the neck. It's a hey, hey, and you and you take them yeah, outside immediately. Pretty much what I have. I have a choker chain on them, and I do do that. You know, yep. I snap yep. the chain and I take them outside. That's you know, what I you point do. to the area that he's been bad. It's bad dog. No, firmly take him outside, and you know, go from there. Don't even point to the area. Just as soon as he makes his move, as soon as you see him cozying up to something and he's going to lift his leg, you give him the snap of the chain and you take him outside. No talking. And well, you see, wait that's the only the... problem because, see, I'm blind, so I can't exactly see when he's doing his thing. I can well, only your wife tell is, after you, they, he's done that. Well, you, you know, that's a, that's a critical point you kind of left out there, James. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a critical point. Because yeah, you I won't can't believe it's a critical point when I come upon it, too, you know, and upset. I'm yeah. like, great. Yeah. You, you can't really correct the dog if you can't see him doing something wrong. So yeah. your wife and you, your wife and you, your daughter and you have to work in tandem. You have to work as a team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. We'll head back to the phones in just a second at one 405 8405 Your questions for the Dream Team veterinarian Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner. And if you haven't heard yet, you can also ask your questions directly from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Uh, on the phone with us, very delighted to have Mike Ruiz. 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 I want to say with the rolling R. Kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Celebrity I, photographer. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? You know, I'm reading about this event that you got coming up December 7th. And is it in New York City? Is that where it's happening? Yes, it is indeed in New York City. Um, you know, you can get all of the information at uh, celebritycatwalk.com. Yes, um, it's in New York City on December 7th. What is it? And we're all very excited. It's, um, it's the Tinsel and Tails event, which is, um, you know, it's an event that, um, the Celebrity Catwalk has every year where they have amateur and professional chefs cook up a storm and you, you know, it's basically a tasting. It's a holiday tasting and, you know, it's an opportunity to, 
uh, further the cause of adoptions in New York City because, you know, the holidays are a really slow time of the year for, for adoption. So, really? you know, we just wanted to um, remind people that animals, you know, still need homes, still need love um, over the holidays. And, um, you know, that was, that's the purpose of, um, of the event. And, you know, so, um, you know, we encourage everyone to come on down and eat up a storm and, um, you know, support uh, our cause. It sounds like a lot of fun. I, I know a lot of celebrities come out for this event. I've never heard of Celebrity Catwalk until today. Yeah. What you, tell me a little more about the organization. What do you, what do you know? Well, I've been, I've been a supporter of them for a couple of years now. And they do, um, you know, as the name denotes, they do a lot of celebrity how do I say? How do I say? It? Uh, you know, they they encourage you know and a lot of celebrities to who you know who have pets and who, you know who who are uh, proponents of adoption and you know they they encourage them to um, participate and to gather and to you know and to spread the word of um, you know of adoption and uh, that's you know basically the the gist of what Celebrity Catwalk does. They just you know round up the celebs and. <laughs> have them speak the gospel this will be a great photo op for you i bet for this yeah well you know i mean i won't be i won't be photographing that night but um you know i have um i have a sweet little uh, adoptee um oliver that i adopted a sweet little black pit bull Uh you know and and pit bulls are are the hardest to find homes and they're the most maligned and you know as as we all know doesn't that suck and plus black dogs too are hard to be black dogs yeah Yeah, black dogs you know black dogs are very hard to find homes for everyone looks for uh, you know cute white little fluffy dog but can i tell you that oliver is the sweetest he has the heart of a white little fluffy dog <laughs> and he's the sweetest gentlest most loving thing i've ever known in my life so you know i, I encourage people to look outside of the box and um you know if you're if you're looking to adopt to, to kind of keep your you know stay open to the possibilities because you never know um where you'll find that special connection well, it looks like a fun event that's happening, and you can learn more at CelebrityCatwalk.com. The 7th of December, 1 to 4 p.m., a great fundraiser as well as an awareness campaign with a bunch of celebs out there. And I'll put, actually, a link over at uh, the AnimalRadio.com website with more information about Tinsels and tail Tinsel and Tails. Tinsel and Tails. Mike, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. There you go. Mike Ruiz joining us, celebrity photographer. Listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hey everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pet. This is Animal Radio, baby. Interesting story. I've seen that Dell stock is down today. <laughs> and no wonder. Let's uh, head on over to San Francisco and reporter for the NBC affiliate there, Elise Kircher. We welcome her back to Animal Radio Airwaves. This time, telling us about about a half a million marijuana plants that have been recovered from the national parks there. And I guess yeah, up that, by San Francisco and the Humboldt. I oh, guess. Humboldt, where they yes, go all of that. They... And it's affecting the animals there. What's going on? Fill us in. Well, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the controversy surrounding the legalization of pot, but little talk about what growing it is doing to the environment. And we found that illegal pesticides are actually wreaking havoc on our national parks and on federal land in California. You mean pesticides they're using on the pot plants? Yeah. So they're putting these, these pesticides on the plants to keep animals off it without realizing the impact it's having on the environment and wildlife in particular. No less the stoners in the area. Well, and it's actually moving beyond that. It's really uh, it's really turned to organized crime. Um, these are well-operated uh, criminal um, act- activity that's going on now. 
Um, and we found that a rare species called the Pacific Fisher is actually being impacted the most. It's an animal that's already on the verge of extinction. There are only 300 left in Northern California, and one scientist we spoke to said that 86% of the fishers he's studying have been exposed to the poison. Those are like raccoons, right? Exactly. Yeah, and six have died so far. Other endangered species also being impacted here, spotted owls, Sierra Nevada red fox, and the Humboldt Martin is also at risk. What, what are they doing here? Are they chewing on the on the pot plants that have pesticides on them? What's How is it actually transmitting to them? So what, what's happening is they're putting these pesticides. A lot of the, the marijuana that's being grown now is, is genetically enhanced. It's like massive bud. Um, I know. And it's a lot of money, <laughs> so... They're trying to protect these plants by putting pesticides on it, um, and it's it's a type of rat poison. So oh. we traveled to Fresno and Humboldt counties, and we saw all this damage. It was just really, really saddening to see it. My photographer and I hiked with a team of scientists, and we went to one of these abandoned growth sites and saw all the trash. We're talking about old food, wrappers, and again, most alarming, we saw empty bags of rodenticide at the form of poison that's banned from being used on or near agriculture, and some pot farmers are using it to keep animals off of their valuable plants. Guys, this is so strong, a quarter teaspoon can kill a lion. Wow. Oh, oh my gosh. So, so what are they doing to remedy this situation? Has anybody come up with solutions? Well, that's really the problem here is, you know, last year a government task force here in California spent $23 million hunting down and seizing marijuana plants on public land. But there's little funding set aside for the cleanup. That's all left to volunteers. And because these chemicals and pesticides are so strong, they stay in the land for, for a long time. And we're just seeing the impact now. Now, I have another question. If they're using these pesticides on the plants themselves, what happens to people who smoke this stuff? We don't know yet. I mean, there, there's a oh lot of God. unknowns that are going on. Uh, we do know that there's now fear that because... That those pesticides are so strong, it's getting into the water supply. We traveled to Hoopa Valley Indian Reservation in Humboldt County. Wildlife biologists there um, and those living on the reservation, they're so afraid of these toxicants that they no longer will drink from the river there, something they did for generations. And now because the wildlife are, are dying, they fear the water is also being tainted. Oh, yeah. I would imagine it gets into the water supply. Has there been uh, an actual connection proven between the rodenticide and the animals like the uh, the Pacific fisher being affected? Yes, there's no doubt. Um, bio wildlife biologists about three years ago started looking at this going, hmm, something's not right here. And what they did is they started tracking these animals, and then they'd recover them once they, they died, and they are doing necropsies on the animals at UC Davis. And there is a direct link between these, this rodenticide and uh, the cause of death. Okay. This has got to so be the, like, isn't the community just in uproar over this? I mean, this just to me sounds so upsetting. You know, here we have animals that are dying, and people are then going to be exposed to this product, and then their whole environment and their community is ex exposed. So what is the community doing? I mean, they're terrified. It's one of those things where we're just starting to see the impact, and hopefully by us... You know, people in the media like us talking about it will get the word out. Um, but they're terrified and they're upset. And they want the, they the, want the money there to go in and be able to do the cleanup, not just bust these pot farms, but then go in and really do the job that needs to be done to make sure that people living in the surrounding communities are safe. Not to mention, guys, that these, this is happening on or near national parks. Talking about Yosemite, Sequoia, Kings Canyon. So then there's then there's a whole other issue of safety for hikers. 
Yeah, sure. Well, so there's no there's no laws against this type of pesticide. There's so many laws against things you can put on plants now. There's nothing against this. It is illegal to use this form of rodenticide on or near agricultural um, land. That's but sort of moot. about an illegal activity that people are using. That's so, moot, yeah. It's an illegal yeah. activity already to begin yeah, with. So, exactly. I mean, they're not going to say, oh, well, uh, let's not put the rodenticide on because right. it's illegal. You're going to do it illegally, at least be... Uh, Keep within the law of how you're growing it, right? Yeah. Well, I know counties like Humboldt County, their major part of their economy mm-hmm. is pot. And it's moving beyond Humboldt. You know, we went to Fresno County, which is really the new ground zero for pot cultivation in California. Wow. Went up uh, on a chopper with law enforcement. It was unbelievable. I was looking out this chopper, and they're not hiding it from, from <laughs> above. You can just see pot farm after pot farm after pot, pot farm. Law enforcement can't even keep up. You know, they, they could go out every single day this year and bust these sites, and there still would be sites. Okay. Wow. Well, there you go. Elise Kirchner, investigative reporter for NBC in San Francisco, reporting today. Is there a, there's a website where you have more information? You have the whole article, in fact, that you wrote. And a lot of this is we're talking about it's very visual, so, you, so definitely worth watching the report. That's NBCBayArea.com. One more time, NBC what? NBC, NBC Bay Area News, excuse me, dot com. Okay, we'll put links over at Amazon. And I want to tell everybody out yes. there growing pot, come on, guys, let's you know, be careful <laughs> with the up, animals. Okay. You know, if you're going to do it illegally, don't, let's right. not harm the animals in well, the that's process. That's really freaky when you think about it. I mean, what about the legally grown stuff? Where does that come from? And who? what are they spraying that with? How do you know it's safe? Yeah. All that stuff. It's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. And, of course, it's only going to proliferate with the legalization in Colorado and in uh, in Washington. Let's head back to the phones. one 405 Your questions for Dr. Debbie. Uh, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joey Turner. Right now, you're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. We got fleas. Yes, we do. We got fleas. How about you? Don't not sweat. Joey Villani will tell you how to get rid of those fleas. Just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also, we'll have this hour the answer to the uh, Dell new laptop computer that smells like cat pee and, and what's going on there. John Katz will be joining us. Author John Katz. is very exciting. Uh, also, Dr. Becker talking about the silent problems that you may have with your animals. Because, you know, they don't speak up when they're hurt. They're ill. And- well, no. And they're... they're- Program to hide it because in the wild they you know you can't show that you're weak because you'd be you know eaten you'd alive. be eaten yeah. yeah so you have to show that you're still tough even though you don't feel good unlike Hal yeah paper cut I'm out yep. I'm, I'm, you're I'm down for the count oh yeah I'll tell I'm just, everyone I'm just I'm just stymied by you two I'm stymied I'm bewildered I'm confused yes you, you want to know why are you appalled. Yes. Well, well, there you go, talking about this this genius doctor, and, you know, your pets can't tell you how they feel. And what do you do? What do you two do? You go away for a romantic weekend. You don't tell Ladybug because you can't. And, and then she's acting out, and you don't know why. Yeah, this is true. For those of you that just tuned in, we went away for a, a weekend that we haven't had in 15 years right. without the dog. 
And when we came back, the dog was misbehaving. And I blame it on Alan. Well, you know what? Yeah, of course. She, she watches us. She watches us discipline the cats. So then the next time the cat does it, she thinks she needs to discipline it. And since we were gone, she took over the disciplining the cats. Mm-hmm. So now that we you know come what? back, she still thinks she has that role. Yes, Dr. Debbie. Uh, I was going to say, the problem, I think, is that when you went away, you did not come back and get her that important thing, that that t-shirt that I, little, uh, you, you know my parents went away to mm-hmm. california and all i got was this lousy t-shirt you should have gotten her something however like, that's not true we did, we did get her a collar a oh yeah spike she got a collar. spike collar yeah so mm. you know i put the collars on the bed before we go for a walk and i let her pick which one and whichever one she goes over to and licks is the one she wears that day oh, oh that's cute so she wears that reminds ones. me when when i was a child i used to like put a, a little spread of treats out in front of my dog and i'd let him sniff and lick each one <laughs> and then i'd let him have one of them whichever one he picked uh, so sometimes she wears the black spiked, and then sometimes she wears the pretty pink bow. So she has her mood. Help me, Alan. I, I'm sickened <laughs> by all I'm, of this. I'm, I'm really. I think I just threw up Sad. in my mouth a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Stacy, what are you working on? You know, just like your kids, your pets are a reflection of you. And my dogs have been itching like crazy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, as a dog parent, what have I done that they're not? You know, I'm not getting rid of these fleas. Well, I'll tell you why your dogs and cats are itching, and you're not alone. So don't feel like you're a bad parent. <laughs> it's a problem. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. I do have a good flea story, too. It's a sad flea story. Oh, I, w- I want to hear it. Tell- it's a sad story. flea story? Yeah, sad it is. It's, it's, the, it's the dark side of fleas. Oh, well, let's get it out of the way so that we know that it's all uphill from here. Tell us okay. the story. Uh, remember, cut sideways, it bleeds faster, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead. Tell Stop us that you said. Okay. Well, so everyone talks about fleas and the discomfort, the itching, the scratching, all that. But, you know, there's there's definitely a much bigger problem that we can have going on, and that's actually going to be related to parasites. And I recently had a little five-week-old kitten that was covered in fleas, and the owner got removed the fleas. But, unfortunately, the kitten had a severe anemia Ooh. from parasites. And so not only from tapeworms, but from the fleas feeding on the animal. So it was actually just so anemic from the blood loss. And um, unfortunately, the little one didn't make it. But, um, you know, in those situations, they actually can be bled so badly that they're anemic and they will need a blood transfusion. So um, it's very sad. So there is more to fleas than just the itch. I'm itching now. I know. Sorry. Scratch right here. Scratch right here. I I hate them with all my heart. I hate them. Yeah, what purpose do they serve on this earth? We hate fleas here at Animal Radio. I hate them. Hashtag fleas suck. Hate them all. Hi, Delilah. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Where are you calling from today? San Antonio, Texas. Mm, Beautiful Texas. Well, what's up? I have Dr. Debbie right here. Hi. Well, um, hi, Dr. Debbie. Um, I have a question. I have three boxers, and South Texas allergy season is here. Um, I have uh, one white boxer where you can just really see her eyes red and her belly's red. Um, I do give them um, Benadryl, uh, but I was just wondering how much is too much. Uh, I take a daily, um, you know, allergy medication, but for, you know, for my my dogs, I didn't know if if daily was too much or, you know, I don't want to upset their stomach. because we did kennel them while we're at work um, and then bring them out when we get home. So I didn't want to upset their stomach and then have a mess their kennel, you know, while, sure. they're, while they're home or while we're not home. 
Yeah. Well, this is one of the situations with Benadryl that people and animals are very different. Um, and there are a couple of medications where, you know, either humans metabolize it much, much faster or they're more sensitive. And you know what? Um, for dogs, their tolerance for Benadryl is a lot higher. So in general, we generally give about a milligram per pound of body weight. Um, so for a person, you know, we take 25 milligrams maybe. For a dog that size, we might be given 50 milligrams. Um, so it's, it's a difference in just the kind of the way the animal processes the, the medication. So now, and definitely dogs will exhibit some sedation, drowsiness. Occasionally, you know, some will have vomiting or diarrhea with that. Um, but uh, generally, Benadryl is pretty well tolerated. Um, and, you know, it's something to kind of get you through that little allergy pinch there. That that might be totally fine. Now, you said they're, they're red in their skin. Are they all having the skin symptoms, or is it just isolated to one or two? Well, I have two brindles and my white uh, boxer. The, now, the white boxer is the one where you can tell her eyes get really red when she comes in from being outside, and, and her belly is red. Um, mm-hmm. And she, they, they all do very well with the Benadryl. I just didn't, I was worried if I give them, too much every day if that would start to, you know, if I would see some side effects or, or not. Yeah, mostly just the sedation. And, and you don't have to worry about like, um, like long-term side effects as far as, you know, with something like a steroid, you have to be concerned about the liver suppressing the immune system. With the Benadryl, you're not going to really get that. And, and dogs aren't going to get hooked on it, um, in any way. So that's a generally a pretty, um, safe thing. Now, I do like to use, any antihistamine for allergic pets, I like to use it in conjunction with an omega fatty acid with a fish oil supplement um, because those two can work together um, kind of in a joint method um, as an anti-inflammatory um, for the skin to help with that itch. So um, that might be one thing if you're not doing to add that into the regimen. Um okay. And then, you know, if you're not to the point where you got sores and things like that, uh, I'm definitely a fan of the colloidal oatmeal baths. Um, you can find different products on the market. But just it's a nice soothing thing you can do. Get some short-term itch relief that lasts maybe two days to three days. And you can repeat it in, in another couple of days for dogs. Um, it's just like if, if we got the chicken pox and you sink down into that um, Aveeno bath, um, it, it has that same kind of uh, relief for the skin. And then, oh, my goodness, you say you have a white White boxer. Oh, I, I have not met a white boxer that does not have skin problems. So, uh, <laughs> lesson learned to anybody who's considering them: be ready for skin problems. Um, just that uh, coloration. They definitely are plagued with their skin itches, rashes, and uh, so forth. <laughs> so. Right, right. Well, thank you very much. Okay, thank you so much for your call, and hope everything gets back on track there with that allergy season. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. We're at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, it's Alan Cable. A couple weeks ago, a Kentucky police officer, Jason Ellis, was shot and killed in a suspected ambush. He had a canine partner. His name was Figo. At the funeral for his best friend and partner, pictures were taken of Figo with his paw on the coffin. Figo's been retired now and will live with Officer Ellis's family. Here are some news people commenting on the photo. Oh my Just God. incredible. 
incredible so photograph. Sweet. That. It looks beautiful. like he's grieving there. So he sweet. The dog definitely knows from the scent that his former best friend and leader is in that coffin. You know, a dog relies on his sense of smell to interpret the world, much the way people depend on sight. This weekend, while I was out walking my dog, there's a fountain, and he was taking a drink. He likes to lay down when he's taking a drink. He's such a big dog. Gets hot real easily. While he's doing that, another dog comes up from behind him and begins sniffing you nowhere. Anyway, my dog just keeps drinking, paying no attention. He's been around people and other dogs his entire life. I socialized him a lot when he was a puppy, and I continue to do that. So when a dog circles around back to give the old snifferoo, as long as he has good manners, my dog will let him. Well, the human couldn't have been more upset. She runs up and starts scolding the dog to leave my dog alone. Leave him alone, he's trying to take a drink, she says. I started telling her that this is how dogs learn about each other. This is the way they greet each other. That the rear to another dog is like the face to another person. She didn't hear a thing I said. She wasn't listening. And I could see the look of disgust on her face. I could see what was going on in her mind. The thought of putting your nose, you know, just makes some people very uncomfortable. That's because in the human world, you'd never do that. Although I think it would be funny if you did. We walk up and shake hands or we give each other a hug. So there are certain things that dogs do because they're dogs that most humans would never dream of doing. So when some folks see dogs acting like dogs, it grosses them out. It's an important lesson. Dogs are dogs. They don't see the world the way you and I do. They see the world with their noses. And those noses are going to go, well, everywhere. So smile, sit back, and tell yourself, that's my dog. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Sam Adams Winter Lager is here. It's so good. Got a little bit of sweetness, but it goes down real smooth. Light, sweet smell to it. A little bit of orange in there. There is a little hint of cinnamon. It makes you feel like, you know, winter's around the corner and you're getting ready for it. It warms you up and it makes you feel good. I wish they served Winter Lager all year round. This is actually my favorite beer from Sam Adams. Even though it's a dark beer, it's not a heavy beer. It's definitely a good beer. This is my jam, the Winter Lager. I love this more than anything in the world. Cheers. Thank you, Sam Adams. Sam Adams Winter Lager. Enjoy it while it's here. Boss beer. Boss the mask. responsibly. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. (laughs) It's Animal Radio. 
toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to reach any one of the dream team. And our animals, you know, they don't gripe and moan about their ills. You know, no, not like we do. I get a paper cut. You'll see me running around the <laughs> office complaining. But when something's wrong with the animals, oftentimes we won't even know that something's wrong. And I guess this is what you call suffering in silence. And we have veterinary correspondent, Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian, with us. How are you doing, Doc? Doing good, my friend. And you know what? I had to actually take my own dog into uh, the vet today. <laughs> oh. this, this sounds crazy, but I, I live... Uh, I live about 60 miles away from where I practice. And so we got home off a trip and our dog, you can tell we got home really late last night and wasn't doing well. So I, my wife dropped her off at the, the local veterinarian that's close by who's a dear friend of mine, very smart. So, but you know, you can tell, here's what I want to tell you about this. I could tell within five seconds of seeing her that she wasn't feeling right. Yeah. And and most of the time, you know, it's doctor mom, you know, most of the primary caregivers are moms are females and you just know something's not right with her. And I know her so well, I knew it wasn't the fact that she missed anything. What was it that gave it away? There's two things. One, one, she was a little more sluggish and she was, so her activity level was different. Mm. And then when I, she just, her eyes looked really dull, just her, her whole countenance was one of just like, I don't feel good. Mm. And and I, you don't have to be a veterinarian to notice these things. For dogs, you'll see a dog, you know, the biggest signs that something is, let's, let's not talk about pain for a second. Let's just talk about not doing right. Their appetite has changed. Their activity levels have changed. Their bathroom habits have changed. Those are the three things you see the most. So if a dog doesn't want to eat, there's usually something wrong. And if their uh, activity level, you know, normally they're out running around chasing stuff and all of a sudden they don't show any interest in it or they're really reluctant to go for a walk and they like to walk. Or if you go outside and that normal Tootsie Roll little stool is is mushy mm. or you see diarrhea or you've seen them drinking a lot of water or urinating a lot, those are the signs something is wrong. And if you're talking about pain, uh, it's even worse for cats about hiding it, but for dogs... They'll be reluctant to do things that require what we call chiropractic maneuvers. And that is, you know, jumping on or off a bed or a couch, going upstairs. Uh, when they walk, they'll kind of bunny hop rather than striding out mm-hmm. and be really hard to, they'll, they'll kind of have a hard time getting up on their feet. They'll put their front feet up and have a really hard time putting their back feet up underneath them. And for cats, again, if a cat, cats, you know, a dog can miss a meal or two and not have any problem. When a cat's not eating, that is a serious medical issue Mm -hmm. and need to see a veterinarian right away because they've probably been hiding this for days to weeks and you just haven't noticed it. And by the time you finally notice them not, uh, not eating, but what they'll do for if there's hidden signs of pain, there's a saying, uh, you know, among veterinarians, sick is supper. So if they show signs of being sick or injured, they're preyed upon in the wild. So they mm-hmm. do everything they can to mask it. So these cats will all of a sudden not use a litter box. You're thinking, what the heck? You know, they always use the litter box. Why is he going outside the box or she? And it's because it's too painful to go up over that little lip. Uh, they won't groom themselves as well. So you start seeing rather than a sleek, shiny coat, you'll notice places where they haven't properly groomed themselves. Uh, they don't want to get up in the window or don't want to get up on the on the scratching post to sit up there. Or you notice them not even, uh, you know, sh- sharpening their claws in the morning like they normally would. Or there's lots of changes in temperament. That's another thing we see. Sometimes cats and dogs become very aggressive just because of pain. 
and you're thinking, this dog is a pooch pacifist. You know, what the heck that he's, you know, he's ouchy or he growled at me or something. They're in so much pain. This is one of the things, you know, we've talked about fear-free visits, Hal, and this is one of the good things about about having a, a less fear when you go to the vet because a lot of times what happens these pets get really anxious and they have this epinephrine surge and so it masks pain it masks discomfort and you go in and you just can't reproduce <laughs> yeah. it you know yep. you take these legs uh-huh. through the full range of motion or you press here in the abdomen and, and nothing happens so you get more accurate lab results and you get more accurate physical exam if you could bring them in in a less anxious state but I just want to state, I had a cat recently that was uh, just wasn't doing right, and all the tests came back normal. You know, uh, we sent the lab work off. Everything came back normal. And uh, rather than just saying, well, it's nothing, and we knew it was something, and so we took dental radiographs, which are digital, and lo and behold, it had an abscess in a tooth. Wow. And literally, this cat was in so much pain, even under anesthesia, when we pulled it out, this cat just almost gave this like, oh, God, that feels good kind of motion, you know. And as soon as the cat woke up, it was just back to being a kitten again. Yeah, wow. I had a cat that used to hide in the kitchen. The corner of the kitchen would go on the chairs underneath the table and would just sit there. And I would find him, and his eyes were dilated, and he just wouldn't move. And it was... What, Not normal. Mm-mm. What did it turn out to be? You remember? I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know if he had. A, I think he had an abscess. I think it was from a fight. Mm. Well, you know, when a, somebody comes to Alan about one of these uh, behavioral problems, usually the first thing Alan will say is, "Make sure that you've gone to the vet first, because a lot of times these acting out all of a sudden, all yeah, of a sudden, could be normal. something that's wrong with them that the veterinarian could help you with." You know, I'm like you. I'm like you about you. You mentioned about a paper cut you tell everybody i mean i'm the same way you know when, when you i flew in last night and my ear didn't clear and i just wanted to get on the pa system and ask if there was a doctor on board you know <laughs> i mean like it was just killing me and then you think of these dogs who suffer in silence because of that you, know, you open that flap up and it's just a putrid pocket of infection and inflammation oh. in that ear or you flip the flap and you know we get a little cold sore that's about the size of a pencil eraser and we just think we're dying yep, yep. Yep, that's and me. their things are like a flamethrower went over it, you know, and they're not, nobody can, they have the same neural pathways we do. It's not that they wow. don't feel it. It's just that they're, they're tough, but uh, this, this takes, uh, you know, the proverbial years off their life and life off their years, unless you address this. Well, I aspire to be like my dog. Well, dogs are like women, because women are tough. We can <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Dr. Marty Becker, Animal Radio Veterinary Correspondent and America's Veterinarian. Thanks so much for joining us again. Thank you, friends. We'll talk to you soon. We're going to head back to the phones. one 405 8405 I could sit at a bar with that guy and just listen to that guy talk forever. I could sit in a bar forever, too. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Dogs or cats. Horse or emu, animals are people too. Guests at a Missouri restaurant complained when one of the patrons was monkeying around. Well, mostly because he's an actual monkey. Debbie Rose of Springfield says Richard, her monkey, gives her the emotional support she needs to overcome an anxiety disorder. Without Richard, she wouldn't feel comfortable enough to go out in public, shop for groceries, or eat in a restaurant. The local health department determined that Richard wasn't a service animal because he wasn't trained to do a specific task. But a representative from the Justice Department in Washington said a case could be made for the emotional support that Richard the monkey gives his owner. 
Until they sort it out, sounds like Debbie and Richard may have to hit the drive-thru. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again, my brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, don't do that, don't do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go ahead. Animal Radio, Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You got it, I knew the Animal Radio, like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels, you're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets, they will rock your world. Musicians, you know the best day to get deals on the gear you want is Black Friday. And Guitar Center stores are currently loading up in preparation. But there's no need to wait for the big day. We're kicking off the doorbusters early. It's Guitar Center's countdown to Black Friday. Now through Thanksgiving, score an insane in-store daily deal. As much as 80% off list on vocal mics, headphones, drumsticks, ukuleles, and more. Grab a daily doorbuster available from 10 to 1 in-store only. As Guitar Center counts down to Black Friday. Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Man, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to back up computer files and data to a safe place on the web, and that's great. But what makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue with the same features, the same data protection, the same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents for every gigabyte used. Heck, that's less than a dime per gigabyte. PennyBackup.com continually backs up your data and files, and if your computer gets stepped on by an elephant or your hard drive crashes, you'll be able to download all of your important data to a new computer immediately. And PennyBackup.com is as safe as the other guys. It just costs a lot less at 8.9 cents per gigabyte. Want more proof? Go to PennyBackup.com for a free 30-day trial and see for yourself. See how much money you'll save for no loss of service or security. It's PennyBackup.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. I don't know if you've noticed, but dogs and cats are itching a lot more. There's a reason, though. The warm temps and relatively dry summer in combination with a mild winter last year have opened up to the flea infestation. Dr. Carrie Waterhouse of Lake Union Veterinary Clinic in Seattle said that at a time of year when I might see one or two flea infestations in the course of a week, I'm now seeing as many as six per day. He said dogs and cats appear to be equally affected, and being an indoor animal doesn't seem to guarantee any immunity to the problem. In addition to the environmental factors, there's a lot of social factors that play a role because dogs are having more dog-to-dog interactions, like at daycare, dog parks, pet-friendly workplaces. So fleas are even savvy enough they can hitch a ride in a backpack. Your purse, your clothing, making the indoor cat mm, at risk now. Because, uh, you know, the dogs can expose the cats to the fleas. 
Prevention of the infestation is obviously the best measure to avoid problems. There's a lot of products that you can use, and if you use them safely, they can actually protect your pet from infestation. But some of the over-counter products, in addition to being somewhat ineffective, have been linked to adverse reactions and even pet deaths. So you want to talk to your vet before you start a product. Make sure you're using the right one for them. Giant George the Tucson Great Dane, who had the title of the world's tallest dog, unfortunately has died. The sad news was announced in October. It says George passed away peacefully, surrounded by loved ones, just a month before his eighth birthday. Guinness World Records said the 250-pound blue Great Dane was the tallest dog ever on record. He was three feet seven inches tall from paw to shoulder. Well, you know, recently we just had the year anniversary of Superstorm Sandy and hundreds of pets lost or abandoned after that storm made landfall a year ago are still living as strays or sitting in narrow kennels and cages at shelters all across the country just waiting to be found or adopted, according to pet rescue volunteers. Some families whose homes were decimated by the hurricane just didn't have any other alternative than to surrender their dog or cat to a nearby animal shelter. Trish Lane operates the Facebook page Hurricane Sandy Lost and Found Pets from her home in New Hampshire. And if you're still wondering if your dog or cat is there or if you're looking to adopt, you may want to check out that Facebook page. It's that time of year when you think about holiday cards, something different. A lot of people are starting to use electronic cards. How about your pet doing your card this year? My Talking Pet. It's the most downloaded app from the App Store. The 99-cent program lets you animate the mouse of animals and people in photos with a sound file. You can make them talk. You upload your photo or choose from a gallery, and then you speak a message into a microphone. You share it as a video greeting on Facebook or email it out to your friends. Something kind of different. It's cute, too. Check it out. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hey, it's Guy Fieri. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolaids gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief. Come on, sweetie. Jump to dad. I'm not sure, daddy. The water's cool. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump right here. Uh, okay. Here I come. I got you. Good job. I did it. That was fun. But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. 
Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use is directed. Active ingredient doxylamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father Joey Villani and animal communicator Joey Turner all here to to help you out. And in fact, I'm putting together my Christmas presents for Joey Villani. This year includes a laptop, a Dell laptop 6430, which... Uh The 6430U is actually, and I think the U stands for urine, because this is the (laughs) laptop that smells like feline odor. And uh, we'll find out more about that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. But first, I welcome back best-selling author John Katz. Hey, John, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, sir? Uh, well, please don't call me, sir, buddy. Well, just, I'm just trying to be polite, you know. We're on a first-letter <laughs> basis. You're just, ha, ha, that's all you got to do. All right. That's good. I'm convinced. You know... The grass is always greener, I've always thought. And I, I'm thinking about back to about 2007. I'm thinking you're best-selling author. You're on top of the world. And then all of a sudden, you get a divorce, a marriage that was 35 years. You know, you would think it would stick wow. after 35 years. And yeah. to top all of that, you had financial troubles, too. So I thought you were just on top of the world, but you were having some troubles of your own. Well, there was a bunch of storms. There was the divorce. There was the recession. There was the collapse of publishing as I knew it. Mm-hmm. And they all occurred at about the same day, so it was it was, uh, it was a bit exciting. It was a challenge, and um, yeah, that was a rough time. But the um, fortunately, you know, I'm in a remote place in upstate New York, and I was looking for somebody to share my life with, and and it was right across the street in one of my barns. So it turned out to be a bit of a fairy tale. Uh oh! Wait a minute, with barn. a dog. Oh, wait a minute, barn animal? Or you're talking about barns? I mean, you say, <laughs> yeah, you say barn, barn, I'm well, a little there were worried. Barn animals too. They were definitely those. Well, this lady <laughs> this that was you... an artist. This was an artist barn animal. Yeah. Oh. The lady that you had a crush on, she has a had a dog. I believe still has a dog that maybe you had to kind of endear yourself to first. Yes. Well, this is you're talking about Frida, who I call, lovingly call the hell dog. Okay. And uh, <laughs> oh, Frida geez. is a Rottweiler Shepherd mix. It's the kind of dog I have generally avoided my entire life. And Frida was a junkyard dog in, in Glens Falls, New York, who got pregnant. And their owner took her up on this New York State Thruway and threw her off the, out of the car. Oh. And, and in the Adirondacks, where she lived for three or four years, uh, kind of hunting and living on her own. On her own, like wa- in the wild. Went in the wild. A very rough, rough. I mean, uh, for Frida, that probably wasn't as rough as you might think, but she probably loved it. But, uh, but she made her way back down s- south again. And then the SPCA spent a year catching her, and they caught her. Finally, they had to drug some steak to get her. And she was in the shelter of the SPCA for nearly a year, where hundreds mm-hmm. of sane people passed up the chance to take her home until mm-hmm. uh, my wife walked in and looked at her and said, she's adorable. And they basically just said, take her. You don't, we don't care if you have a fence. We don't need, you have to fill anything <laughs> out. Just take her home. And, and so she did. And um, when I met Maria, uh, they were like Thelma and Louise, these two. They were these two man-haters. 
uh, together up in the country. And, and I knew I was not going to get Maria if I didn't work things out with Frida. <laughs> so the two of them got along very well. Very well. They love it. They, just, they each thought the other's the most adorable thing in the world. <laughs> Maria still thinks Frida's adorable. No one thinks Frida. Frida caught a deer last year in the backyard. Oh, Whoa. that's um, awesome. It was sitting, and she was just sitting on it. She didn't hurt it. She was just sitting on it. So she's <laughs> oh a lot of dogs. So I, I, I was very motivated. Uh, my entire love life uh, and repairing my life was, was dependent on it. So I bought about $500 worth of beef jerky, and I launched the beef jerky campaign. <laughs> where Frida had to be in a barn because she was so wild. She couldn't come in the house. She couldn't be near my dogs or the farm animals. So I'd go in the barn. I would throw beef jerky at her and run, just make it out the door. <laughs> so it took about six months, and I was able finally to get a leash on her. She would take my arm in her mouth and sort of decide whether to tear it off or not. Uh, um, oh my. She's a good dog, you know. She's a lot of dog, but uh, we we really did work it out. We, it was a very challenging training experience. It was about a year, really, before I got her into the house. It was a Christmas present for Maria. I got her in the house on Christmas Eve. And what's the relationship like now? Pretty close. Yes, we Frida's Frida's a great Frida's very very loving of of uh, of the people around her. She protects the farm, and uh, her mission is to keep trucks away. Seems to be that's her mission now. <laughs> Um, and no one gets through the door. And she's also like my writing dog. She Ooh. sits in front of my study when I'm working and kind of guards the door. And nobody bothers me. It's really very nice. Nobody bothers me. And she's the muse of your last book. She is. She says she prompted a book, The Second Chance Dog, which is the story of, of how her, she and Marie and I all came together and were thrown together in this kind of awful winter and put it all together. And it's a happy story. You know, it all, it all worked out. I got married. Marie and I got married several years ago and very happily. And you're back on top of the world. I am back. I still have no money, but I'm very happy. <laughs> have you have you pitched the this world, story? <laughs> have you pitched this story to a movie studio? Because this is a fantastic movie. I haven't really. I haven't. I, I think um, you know that would be great, but I, I haven't really. I mean, my agent, I'm sure, is thinking about it. But but I but I, uh, I I I love the story, you know, because it's a it is a happy story. You know, I I I was able to trace Frida's life using my blog and, and researching it. And I found out that when she was a junkyard dog, she actually saved the life of a family whose house caught fire. Mm. She went crazy barking and woke everybody up and got all the kids out. I, I brought them back to meet them. And uh, it's a great reunion. And, uh, you know, it's, just, it's one of those great stories. I mean, she's quite a dog. She's like a Disney dog. I took her back to the Adirondacks, and, and it's hard to imagine how she could have survived up there. But she's the kind of dog, you know, when she goes after something, she usually brings it home, you know, children... Small cars, <laughs> trucks, you know. but she's always catching raccoons and porcupines and skunks. Oh, and wind, catches and porcupines. Now that's know, so a smart dog. Down, she's calmed down a lot, but and she and Maria have the most beautiful relationship. They just are adore each other, oh. and um, and and I'm actually bringing her to my 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 book launch reading. We'll see what happens. See who survives all of that. <laughs> I think how, she's entitled you, to it. How old is Frida I, now? We don't know for sure. She's probably ten or eleven now. Got a little bit of gray around the muzzle, but she hasn't lost uh, much of her freedomness. She's still, Gosh, and she does a lot of barking and a lot of. She's very, very, you know, she keeps the farm safe. That's kind of her mission. She gets on very well now with uh, with the other dogs. We do keep her away from the sheep, which would probably is a good idea. But I'm very, I mean, I'm crazy about her. I mean, we have definitely worked it out. I guess she's a, it's a very two very loyal and loving breeds, and I really hadn't been around either one of them. You know, I tend to be wary of of dogs like that. It's a little. A lot of dog, mm -hmm. but when they love you, they really love you. I'm telling you, man, that is just the best movie I've ever heard. I mean, I can see it. I can see well, it. As be, you were speaking, I see it. Nice. 
Well, who should, Alan, who should play John? Brad Pitt. Well, you know, Brad Pitt. Well, you know I had one movie made of me uh, of a dog year. Jeff Bridges played me. Oh, really? Wow. That's what movie that's was that? he looks like me. Well, which one was that? That was a dog year. He did an HBO movie about that book. And that movie thing is kind of crazy. You know, I'm not sure I would wish that thing on those people are really nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm crazy? Those story. people are really out there. <laughs> Well, it is a superb book. I'm going to give out 10 copies right now. The Second Chance Dog. It's a love story. The latest from John Katz. A fun story. one 405 8405 If you're not one of the first 10 callers to get on through, head on over to your bookstore or Amazon and look for The Second Chance Dog, The Love Story by John Katz. John, thanks so much for hanging with us again. It's a pleasure. And if people who want to see Frida, there's a, a, a video link at the end of the book at bedlamfarm.com where they can see her. I did a video of her life now. And they can take a look at her. Oh, very cool, Judy. Can you put that link up at the website? I will. Thanks so much, John. Great talking to you again. I appreciate it. We'll do it again sometime soon. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face, and FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx, available at Pet Supplies Plus. And if you head on over to the website, animalradio.com right now, you can get a $10 off coupon right from the front page. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's, um, you know what? It's beautiful out, and I'm doing good. Would you and, believe um, we're only it. two weeks away from Thanksgiving? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. It, you know, it, it, it seems like from kindergarten until senior in high school took forever. And then from that point on, just went in two years. Yeah. Yeah, my neighbors already got yeah. all their snowman out and all their Christmas decorations. Oh, yeah. You see in the stores, everything. Yeah, well, you know, crazy. Black Friday is less than two weeks away. Well, don't they do that early? Yep. I don't know. That's right. That's weird. So what's going on in your world? Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, we had a rough flea season this year, um, a lot of fleas, and um, we're having a lot of um, lingering effects of fleas, So, or what you would think would be lingering effects, and it's not. And that's something I want to talk about. A lot of times, dogs that have fleas, and it only takes one flea, you have a dog that's sensitive. It's almost like, is anyone here like allergic to shellfish? You know, everyone can eat shellfish, and you have the one person in the room that yep. cannot. Yep. My dad. Well, you know what? That's the same way with fleas. Um, some dogs can tolerate it, and cats. And some dogs and cats cannot. The scientific terminology is flea bite dermatitis. And the easiest way to find out if your pet has fleas or not is put down um, a white paper towel, or if your dog is big, a white towel, and spray it down with some rubbing alcohol. But you want to get it pretty nice and damp. And then just run your hand over your dog or cat's coat. Now, what's going to happen is the flea dirt, which is the droppings the fleas leave behind, which is really dried blood, is going to fall down into the towel. And what's going to happen is going to hydrate it. So you, all of a sudden you're going to have a blood spot. Mm. So you're going to know, if you have that, that your pet has fleas. If you don't see any of that, chances are your pet doesn't have fleas. And what is what the lingering effect is, is the allergic reaction from the saliva from the flea. Oh. That sometimes will only last a short period of time. But the problem was, was your pet has been scratching. So what they did is they irritated themselves. They made it worse. And then they continue to scratch until you really just have a bloody mess that becomes, you know, usually infected or more irritated and needs treatment. There's a couple of easy ways to take care of this. Number one, once the flea bites your pet, if it's allergic, there's not too much you can do. But you can either go to your veterinarian, and they'll probably give you a pet a shot of cortisone, which is the most effective way, 
Or you could talk to the veterinarian and find out how much Benadryl your pet would need to counteract the um the problem because Benadryl is safe for pets, you know, depending on the dosage. And I'm not going to give dosages over the um radio because number one, I'm not a veterinarian. I just want you know be safe. And um, the other thing they make is they make um, um, cortisone shampoo products now, okay, that have hydrocortisone in them, and they work really, really well. So what you could do is you could try that. If it's if your dog isn't all that allergic, just slightly, you can use that and probably get away with it. You could bring it to your to your groomer, and sometimes your groomers may may have it. I used to use it all the time, and it, and it worked wonders. Um, and that'll stop your pet from itching. But if you don't take care of the problem, what's going to end up happening, like I said, you're just going to make it a lot worse. And you're going to have a bigger problem with a bigger vet bill, um, you know, at the end of the day. So it's easy. Take care of it. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani on Animal Radio, one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. Radio, 1-866-405-8405, toll free to the Dream Team, animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Villani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie. And let's uh, go to Vadine. Is it Vadine? Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you do. How are you doing today? Okay, and you guys? Absolutely splendid. I well, have... uh, you know, we were talking to somebody with a hidden location. I think that's what I need for my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with your dog? Well, it's a little puppy, three months old. Something uh, like a beautiful doggy, but he is, he is so bully and so strong. Chewing my feet, chewing my legs. I mean, chewing like everything I have. Chewing. And he's strong. He's you know the guy is small, but he's a pretty strong. And uh, hey, does he have a does he have a lot of toys? Ah, uh, he got plenty of toys, but he, I think he likes my hands and feet better than toys. He likes your hands and feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's. He's teething. You know, when they're little like that, they teeth just like little babies, human babies. Right. They're they're losing their right. little baby dog teeth, and so they're 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 trying to uh, alleviate that pain. But they also love to chew on just about everything. Puppies love to chew on stuff, and it's kind of like you have to be a teacher now. And that's the fun part of having a puppy. A lot of folks, when they go to get a puppy, they don't realize that you are the puppy's guide, mentor, teacher, and uh, also the puppy's leader. And it's up to you to, in a positive way, teach a puppy what is right and what is wrong. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of repetition. And also, the biggest help to every person is to remember that it all starts at the leash, taking your puppy for long uh, half-hour walks, really, really uh, stressful walks to where he can get a lot of energy out. And when you get back from that walk and you're determined, when you're ready to show the puppy attention, uh, as soon as he goes to chew on your hand or your foot, you give him a, a gentle correction. It, it could just be a sound, just to redirect his mind, you know, a sound like, shh, or, hey, hey, and he'll that's stop for I, a second. That's what, I, that's what I do, but he just always, the more I do it, the more he, the more he chews. Well, then you know what you got to do, buddy? You got to don't show him any attention at all. When he does that, when he comes for you, just get up quickly and walk away. Turn your back on him and walk away. And he's going to be confused for a while. And also, the, the other important thing to remember, because he is a puppy, is that whenever he's doing something you like, 
notice it and praise him for it. So in other words, if he's sitting there all by himself still, you praise him for it. And you tell him what a good dog he is. Another thing to be aware of is to try to notice the times of days, the times of the day he's most active. Like let's say there's, there's a specific time each day when he really goes nuts chewing on stuff. That's when you get ready to stimulate him with treats and praise and toys. And, and that's when you really want to take him for a walk, too, to tire him out. Because there will be certain times of the day where he really wants to go at it, you know. But it's real normal. The other thing, so he doesn't get bored with his toys, is to rotate his toys. Introduce them, take them away, put new ones in the game. So that he doesn't get bored with the same toys over and over. But understand, this is going to take some time. It's going to take you like three, four months to teach him that, hey, you can't chew this, you can chew that. you got to be patient, consistent, and praise him when he's doing the right thing. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The thing is, well, he's, he's with my wife all day long, and I come from work at night. Well, and, she's going to uh, have to, she's going to have to learn to do. Yeah, well, he's, he's very active, uh, during the day, but he sleeps. I know big time in the middle when he's That's awesome that he sleeps. If she can take him out right after he wakes up, if she can just put a leash on him and take him for a nice, big, long walk to tire him out, he's going to chew a little bit less. Again, he is teething, so, I mean, he's going to be, you know, and, and he is learning about the world, too. So, you know, the more that you can stick things in his mouth that he's allowed to chew and praise him for chewing those things and give him a treat, uh, the quicker he's going to learn, and you all have to do that, you and your wife. I told him, I enjoy him, but uh, a lot of times he's getting too, too bullied, too bullied, too much. You know, he's, he's 35 pounds already. Well, you know, the other thing you can do is when he, when he gets a little bit rambunctious like that is to put him in his crate until he mellows out. When he mellows out, you tell him he's a good dog, and then you let him out again. So that each time he gets a little bit too wound up, he goes in his crate, he goes in his kennel. And he'll start to figure out, hey, if I want to be outside of my kennel with my pack, well, then I've got to be a good, mellow boy. I wanted just to mention that um, not to have him kind of kind of ruin his own training. You know how like a lot of guys do this where they grab their puppy and they go, and they grab their hand yeah, and they the, rub it on yes, the head? That's, that's the wrong thing to do. Absolutely. That is the, that's the wrong thing to do because what you're doing is you're getting the puppy revved up even more and you're not teaching him anything. You're just getting him more excited and more out of control. So that's a great point, Deb. That's okay. Thank you very much. Hey, Vadim, where, where are you from? Are you from Russia? Oh, gee. It is the moment the Russians are coming. They're here already. <laughs> you, you, I, I gotta yes, ask you, I, yes, I think, I kind of figured that. You must know some good hangover cures. Because <laughs> I'm looking, I'm, I had a little too much wine last you know, night. Do you, you know that uh, pickles? You know that uh, pickle pickles? Pickles. The juice. Yeah, the juice. Really? I'll give it's that a the pickle juice. Pickle juice and oysters are are the recommendations so far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a great lunch or. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank pickle you for calling, juice. buddy, and we appreciate it. Was that the point you were making, Deb? I, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but that's a great yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, just just how people always kind of go, Rrr. and then they want to turn them off like it's like it's a toy or something. You know, get them all revved up, and then okay, enough, stop. Yeah, people do that all the time. It drives me crazy. I, I was telling the story a couple weeks ago. There's a guy in the park doing that to my dog. Can I pet your dog? I'm like, sure. And he started doing that to my dog. And of course, my dog, you know, there's there's different personalities. Like I was telling. Uh, before I was talking about dogs that like to get along and they're, they're kind of like, uh, uh, you call them like, uh, fixers or get along withers and then there's independent thinker dogs, powerful dogs, powerful breeds and 
my dog's a powerful breed, and you know he wants to climb all over this guy and take him down. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> you know. Well, that was jam packed. I want to thank Dr. Marty Becker, Elise Kirchner, Mike Ruiz, and John Katz for all joining us today. Be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books: Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. This is the must-have owner's manual. If you have one of these breeds, we'll put links over at AnimalRadio.com. Just in time, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> All right, quit now while we're ahead. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is Animal Radio. Network. Network.